and welcome back to New Hampshire's number one sports podcast, where one of the hosts overcooked some ribs on Memorial Day. They were honestly almost on inedible. It was atrocious. It is the Never Wears podcast. I'm your host, Tom Brown, joined as always by the rib chef, Tim. My brother, Tim, I should say. Uh, do you want to explain yourself? Yeah. Uh, got after it the night before at a wedding. Came home, rushed, and then, uh, you know, just overcooked at that point. Was that, I said overcooked, but was that the issue or? They cooked too long. Oh, too long. I told you, I, I joked about it in a group chat. I said, you know, Tim's not going to go low and slow. He's going to go fast and quick. No, I should have taken him off an hour earlier. It was low and slow. Wow. They only needed four hours, not six. Well, it, it didn't ruin my Memorial Day, but it... If only uh, if the plates had gotten there when they were supposed mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. the ribs mm-hmm. would have come off an hour earlier. Yeah, because God forbid you rest the meat, Tim. I did rest the meat for an hour. Mm, yeah, okay. I'm just saying, the plates were three mm-hmm. hours late for yeah. listeners. Yes, they were uh, two hours late. But the other thing is, is most people host a party and have their own plates and whatnot. Listen, you asked what you can bring. I said plates. You said, okay. I also said bowls, which didn't make it either. So, Damn, we didn't have bowls. <laughs> I said I would pick them up. But um, I don't know if you can see on the Zoom screen that there is a, a 15-day-old kind of throwing wrenches and things. Yeah. So I guess. The ribs put a bad taste in my mouth, pun intended, um, for Memorial Day. But the day was ruined uh last night as the Celtics got their asses handed to them by the heat at home game 7 103 84 tim i don't know if you just heard me but the Celtics scored 84 points at home in a game 7 so i just jotted down i think down. the heat could have won by 30 yeah yeah well but why 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 add to it when you now are playing in the nba finals in the altitude. So I guess we'll, there's, let's just start at the top there. I, Jason Tatum hurt his ankle on the first play and was just not himself, obviously had to the point where at one point I texted you guys, maybe Tatum should come out because second half, they started hunting him because his ankle definitely like, tightened up he, he was able to keep it loose in the first quarter first half because you're just playing but then you have 15 minutes for halftime and that was it you could tell as soon as the third quarter started he couldn't move at all do you think i don't know i take it that the ankle is just going to be an excuse for him now like oh if i hadn't rolled my ankle we would have made it like that's going to be the story see all right it, he wasn't awesome in the first half and granted, he might have got hurt. Tim, he got hurt on the with... first play of the game. So yeah, he was I... hurt in the first half. I hate it's. It, I think it's I think it's stupid to say, oh, it's going to be an excuse for him. It is an excuse for him because he sprained his ankle. Then he should have come out of the game. Sure. He didn't help. Get Guess whose call that is. Someone <laughs> we'll talk about in a little bit. 
I'm just saying. That's my I, issue is like, yeah, I get it. You're trying to gut through, but there's you just a point. weren't good. Right. And you were probably exactly. hurting the team more than helping it. So if it's that bad, just sit out. But Brogdon was hurt. Grant Williams is hurt, apparently. That was random, but yeah. yeah and then, I don't know. I, I, I agree. Like Jalen Brown's hurt. But you know what? Everybody on the Heat's hurt, too, I bet. Their depth was their thing, and then they had no depth. But I just don't think it's fair to give Tatum shit because two weeks ago he scored 51 points in a game seven. I honestly... He also he, scored 14 points, 13 points. Like He just hasn't been that consistent. Like, yeah, he scored 51 points in a game seven, and that was awesome. But he also scored 14 points and 13 points in game two and three against the Heat. And against the Sixers. I agree. Yeah, that's true. He is not consistent. I just, I think it's kind of bullshit to be like, Tatum sucked and he's using the ankle as an excuse. No, Tatum sucked because of the ankle. You have to imagine he would have been more aggressive. The game would have gone completely different. I'm not saying the Celtics would have won. but I I think they would have won. You knew the game was over as soon as he rolled his ankle. I, again... In our group chat, just texted, that's a shitty start. It was. I thought you were talking about the 9 0 run that the Heat went on. No. Because you were delayed. You must have been uh, a little behind or something. Oh, I, I mean, I just had it on, but yeah, I don't think my Samsung smart TV is like right up to date with YouTube TV. But yeah. I, hey. Well, because he rolled his ankle, and then I think, I think it was a 9 0 run. It was 11 2. And then it was just like this. Well, is no, it. it was just like a rock fight at the beginning. They Maybe were up, nine to two. They, they were, were up, up by. They were up by five at one point, and then the run happened. But for the first like five minutes of the game, neither team was scoring, and you were also watching. It was like okay, Tatum's ankle. Maybe it's not as bad as it was, and by the second half, it obviously was. I just, I think it's Do kind the of Celtics a, doctors not have that shot that football players get. Toradol. I don't know. I don't but know right what. in his ankle. Yep. But. Trying to I beat would have had that taped up so tight. Yeah. He never would have felt pain. He loved to tape up um, joints. Big, yeah, big on taping the joint. Do you need, <laughs> do you need uh movement in your elbow? Yes. Okay. Running out onto the field like this. <laughs> um, No, it's just, I don't think, I think it's kind of a, angry fan basement keyboard thing to say Tatum should have played better with a sprained ankle. I think my point would more be Tatum should have come out of the game. Well, yes. I mean, especially in the third quarter when they're making a run, you at least take them out, say you're giving them a breath, get worked on. But then you, you just go out there with, with five guys that have 10 legs that work. Because he took a long, was it in the first quarter he came out? He did come out. Yeah, they took him out earlier than normal. And that really shined a light on, there's, let's, I mean. Hold on. I just have one more thing on Tatum. Okay. And this is, put the ankle injury to the side. He's just not a superstar. And I think the series showed that. He can't carry a team. Other guys carry teams. Devin Booker carries his team. 
Right. Devin Booker's not going to go out there and score 13 points. Yeah. The incons- Jokic isn't – it's just the inconsistency is yeah, so bad. It's tough, and it's it – go- it gets to a, a bigger picture question, which I want to talk about, about something I mentioned last night to you. I'm – I'm a, I said I said I've always been a Jalen Brown defender. Like I love I loved him. I love him. But this is two playoffs in a row where the man can't dribble. He just can't dribble. He can't do it and smart teams like the Heat and the Warriors totally exploited it. His Playmaking isn't the best, but when he has like a lane to the hoop and is in rhythm, he's a devastating offensive player. But what we see from him is what we see from him. And back, like with him and Tatum, it makes me want, I just am, I'm sick of watching the offense they're running. That's what I said last night. I don't know if I can keep watching this offense where if they hit their threes, it's like, wow, this is the best team ever. If they don't, it's like, can you, can anything else happen? And that goes, yeah, they, that, don't, they don't take a lot of layups. It's mid range is just lava. Right. That must the be lava on the court to them. Personnel thing. The only one that did shit last night. Other that wasn't just jacking up threes and settling was Derek White. And they couldn't beat the zone again. Just makes me think their philosophy on offense is just they're missing. Because. But this was the same offense with Udoka. Like they had these same struggles. You just didn't see it as much because they played defense. Right. But. So it must be a Brad Stevens. Yeah, it's definitely like an analytical team thing, but I don't know. I just, it makes me wonder, do you give the Supermax to Jalen Brown? Because I I say no. I don't know if you do at this point. And it goes to your team as constructed with the, around those guys, the way you, the style you play, Adding Marcus Smart, now Horford in there, who with Horford, you probably have one year. He looked old at the end of this playoff run. I wrote down all the starters and the bench guys, and then I just wrote little things. And the only thing I wrote for Horford was his age showed. Yeah, so you, last year and this year, I think, they ran full speed into the ceiling of the team as currently constructed, which they were a scorching hot Steph Curry away from being up three, one in the NBA finals. But then the warriors, he caught fire and then the warriors made adjustments. And it was like, you know, that tape gets around the league and it's challenge them on threes. If they're not hitting them, you got your golden. So I don't know. To pay him and Tatum, Brown and Tatum that much kind of fucks you everywhere else. 
I think that in general about teams. And they like they kind of play the same position, right? They're both wings. Like they don't have the same style of play, and they can play together. But you look at other, look at the Nuggets. They have a guard and a big, man. Mm-hmm. and they're going to pay them both the super max, and like they don't get in each other's way. I feel like with Tatum and Brown, they get in each other's way in the offense when it slows down, because it's like, oh, Jalen Brown needs to shoot. Oh, Tatum needs to take the shot. Well, that's what it's just come back to. It's just come back to that offense, which. You mentioned the big in the guard. I kind of think you get things going around Derek White and Tatum. You have Derek yeah. White just control the control the ball. He was the only one trying to do any like anything with the zone. He's the only one crashing into people in the third quarter. He was making. He was the only one who the, cared in the second half. Yeah, in that third quarter when they got it down to like seven. He was the only one. I mean, Smart wasn't even trying to do his shit. He tried to take like one. He did one flop. But yeah, I don't know. I just I'm starting to after this series against the Heat. I think it's Tatum and White are the guys you you kind of set something up around. And honestly. I've loved what Horford's done the past couple of years, but it's just not going to last. No. I think Rob Williams cared and tried his balls off that entire series. Should definitely get more play. That, that's what I wrote next to him. Why did he play? He can switch defensively. He guarded. He gave Butler trouble. And, like, he's good in the low post. Like, granted, he only has, like the putbacks or alley-oops like he was making offensive but, he was at least attempting non-dunks in the series which I was happy but to he see. would get offensive rebounds and put them back up and score yeah and get fouled like mm-hmm. what he played I think he played 17 minutes last night and he's his whole career being the dunker he keeps Bam Adebayo away from a driving Jason Tatum Tatum or Jalen Brown yeah I, if he stays healthy, which is yeah, the biggest thing on him. Last night isn't about health. It's game seven. Oh no! P- play him till his fucking legs break. Yeah, I'm talking more along the lines going forward because last night was just it was all it was so ugly. It was the the fact that Brown just kept turning it over. It was like you can't get anything eight going. Turnovers. Yeah. I wrote down his games in this series. In game one, six turnovers. Game two, three. Uh, game three, two, then four and five each had one. Or five and, yeah, four and five he had one. And then six and seven he had four and eight. Like, he can't hold on to the ball. No. no and there's and- probably more turnovers in that. That, like, just he turns it over, but it's not ruled a turnover. What do you mean? Like, there's some, like, I don't Like, you can make a, uh, like, just, like, bonehead decisions. 
where yeah. it leads to the next guy turning it over. Right. Like Marcus Smart kind of catches the ball, but then it gets taken out of his hands. Mm-hmm. So that's a Marcus Smart turnover. Yeah. Yeah, it just – the whole – the the dribble into the lane where you lose the ball and then Horford gets it for half a second, but he can't do anything with it, that's a turnover. Yeah. that The whole – it goes to me back to the whole offensive philosophy, which – in general, this team ceiling, everything I said before, say in game six, White doesn't make that play. There was no better way for this season to end than them absolutely freezing in the last three minutes, letting the other team go on a run, taking the lead back, making a dumb foul to let them take the take the lead again, and then having Marcus Smart take a terrible shot. Uh- what what are we calling that? A twenty eight foot turnaround jumper? Yes, and honestly, it's like. Do you think that was the play in Game Six? I, because like Tatum I was coming never, to the top of the key. I never assume that Marcus Smart is the guy to get it, but I think defenses take away Brown and Tatum because they know if Smart gets it, he's going to take it. But. Then run a better play. Every other team gets their best player the ball. I mean, why not the Philly play where Tatum stands at the free throw line? The, the other free throw line just sprints dead ahead. You get him the ball full head, head of steam, and he, he makes the shot or the decision. Yeah. I They ran it's it like four crazy. times. It's crazy that they can't get either Tatum or Brown the ball. On a side out play. Uh, so that's. And, and I, I don't mean, even want Brown to have the ball. Yeah, but I want it. I want it more than smart. Because as crazy as he always ends up taking those shots, he doesn't. I don't have a memory of him hitting one. Tatum hit no. one against Philly. Tatum got the dunk against the Cavs. Smart's um, good at like the 30 to 45 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Corner three, and that, you're like, like ice is the game. Yeah, and you're like at like oh no oh, okay good, yeah. you know, but but last second no it's, I don't have one. But just to finish my thought on game six, after getting blown up by twenty at home in a dud of a performance, kind of wish the game ended the way it should have in game six, because it would have like really caused people to have to make changes. Yeah. And maybe it still will. So we'll blame Derek White for the exact same team and coaching staff coming back this year. Yes, because he made a (laughs) genius play. Yeah, that's his fault. I mean, seriously, when you watch the replay, he tapped it. It was like a set in, in volleyball. He didn't push it, like shoot it. It was just like tapped it with his hand quick. It was nuts. I just, I just can't imagine them coming out. I and going back to the Tatum ankle injury, I think that just took the life out of the sales. One hundred percent. The crowd because you're come you're riding that high into Game Seven, and then on the first play, it's like when um. Hayward broke his ankle. Yeah. 
Or like, like that, you just knew that was it. When Tom Brady had the still questioning it, but the intentional grounding safety in the second giant Super Bowl. It was like this is that's weird. That's a, a weird way to start, start the game. Yeah. yeah. I still don't I think he just threw it high, but I don't get I so I don't get it. But um I yeah, wrote you can't as, you can't come back with that. I honestly you just can't come back with the whole it sucks because the I love the idea of the switchable anyone guard anyone length wing team. But, but they don't guard anybody. Well, that's what changed this year. And now I'm thinking maybe that's not what works. No. It's, so it has shown not to work. Yeah. The, so they've had a five year run where it's been Eastern Con- Conference Finals or the NBA championship and they've just never proven one of those might have been a, I think the, the Kyrie year they got out ousted early by the Bucks. So yeah there was one but I mean for a five-year period what have they shown that they can win well that's what I mean by like they, they, they ran there, into the they ceiling just, they don't, don't have that thing that gets them over the hump I don't think they have that player Tatum's it, supposed to be that player. Right. And he probably but, will be that player in three years. Yeah. But you can't keep this team for another three years. That's no, the issue. That exactly. They it just there needs to be just like a some may so I guess you have to say it's major tweaks if you're getting if you're not gonna bring back a guy who was second team all NBA. But he was it, second team all NBA because Durant and LeBron got hurt. Right. Um, yeah, and I think there's another forward that got hurt too. Like think, he doesn't make that team if Durant and LeBron play 65 games. Yeah. But now he's eligible for the Supermax, which puts the Celtics in a shitty position because they can offer him the most money and they're gone. Well, yeah, and he's the vice president of the players union. So it doesn't make sense for his position to have, to not take the full amount. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. And he's gonna, I, I mean, so a little later, well, I got a question for you, but I completely see them re-signing him to the Supermax. The fact that he's going to make more money a year than Tatum is crazy and probably cause some trouble with Tatum. Yeah, but then Tatum's just eligible for it in two years. Um, going back to last, well, I guess the last couple games, the Brogdon injury fucked him. Totally. That was so underrated and like not really talked about. It was like, oh, Brogdon's struggling. But it's like, no, you don't understand. He could just come in and be offense with Derek White. Yeah, he. I didn't even really know he had a wrist injury. And then he stopped playing, I think, game five. And it's just even when they tried to put him out there last night, you could just tell. And you're like, God. he will he airballed a three so bad. It was like, OK, can't shoot. He's useless. Well, Jalen Brown does that all the time, and he's about to make 
51 million dollars a year must be nice and he can't I can, dribble i can I, air ball threes I and i can't air, i can't dribble but i can do the same things that Jalen brown can do. One other thing, the last thing I jotted down as I was stomping around my house getting ready for the morning, knowing like full well I was going to be up in two hours, and then I was going to be up in four hours, and then two more hours after that. Um, I just wrote, it just came across my mind. When you look at Jimmy Butler, you look at Jokic, you look at LeBron, just out of the teams in the Final Four, there's not a player on the Celtics who I think is unafraid, un, unbothered by the moment. Everyone on the team seems at least tight. Yeah. Or because even Derek White's awesome, but Derek White was he can be wishy washy. He was not good in the second against Philly. Like you're talking the moment, like the Eastern Conference Finals as a whole. Game seven, like in Game but, but Seven. See, I don't think. See, I think Tatum doesn't give care. Like Tatum's done awesome in closeout games in the past, but he also has been inconsistent through the series. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, in general, I, I feel I understand what you're saying, and I agree. They because they don't have a superstar. Just yeah, just like the other three people you named, I put ahead of. Tatum every day of the week. And Jimmy Butler doesn't even really play in the regular season. And it's not even necessarily just a superstar to me. I think it's like a mentality thing. I think back to, I guess the, like to me, what's as a 20 year old, when they won in 2008, James Posey didn't give a fuck what game it was, what the opponent was. He was going to come in there and just do his shit. He didn't yeah. care. They don't have even that guy who's just going to come in off the bench and be like, you're getting three threes from me and some solid defense. They don't I feel like that was Brogdon before the injury. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. He did. There was a um, game against Philly, I think, where they closed out. It was like, holy shit, they actually closed out the way they should. Yeah. And it, he was in charge of it all. And it was like you just had the right guy out there. You had an adult. Well, it was Brogdon, the Philly game. I think wasn't it Brogdon, White, Brown, Tatum, and Horford? Isn't no, that the lineup? Smart, you... Smart's always out there. Smart is always out there. Okay, I hate Marcus Smart. So yeah, that was the other thing. And then finally, uh, the Hold last up, thing. One more thing oh, okay. on Jalen Brown. Okay. So I texted you guys this. In game six. Then I just I copy and pasted the text for last night. When did he start this dribble or he gets the ball with a full shot clock and just takes a 30 footer? Like he's because Steph Curry? no one knows what to do against that Miami zone on the team. And he it was he's not crazy. he's not like he doesn't have the playmaker in him. And they weren't coached. No one came up with a game plan to what to do against the zone, which, I mean, you're, you play fucking zone. No one plays zone in the NBA, but in high school and college they do. And you see every high school and college offense have the ball touch the paint and then have people move, have people rotate out on the perimeter, have someone slash to the hoop. You have the to get to the middle I of the zone. I scored in high school 
was I played the four and you just run back and forth on the baseline and eventually you're wide open. You just have to crash. You can't stand around like, or you put someone more intimidating like Tatum, Brown even, or White. I guess Brogdon would be perfect for this too. As the middle guy, they had it as Horford and no one was afraid of him making a move to the hoop. And then they were just like, so we don't have to guard. We don't have to sag off the shooters. It just also when you're in a zone, if you're not going to knock down threes, then they're just going to stay in the zone and ask you to keep shooting. Yeah, but it was just like he just started doing that. And he's not a good shooter. He he panics against the zone. They all do. And he's just like, well, I mean, I I don't know if you saw you that. You can call it panic with five seconds left on the shot clock. You can't call it panic with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. But could you also call it panic? And that's a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you could. Think about it that way. Um, My last thing is. They made it to game seven. They forced the game seven, but they got their asses kicked by 20 at home. Did Missoula save his job and then lose it again? Or can we just kind of do a clean break and get some continuity here and have a guy that's going to be the coach for three years? I don't want the coach for the next three years to be Missoula. Is that what you're saying? saying? No, I'm saying Missoula, like Brad Stevens, the the front office says this is our fault we should have realized you know he needed more seasoning and we're going to mac and cheese yesterday yeah oh that, talk about bland um <laughs> but you know just needs more seasoning and it's, it's it was a mistake on our part and it's unfair to joe but we're going to move we're going to go in a different direction Get someone who you know. God, like I keep thinking of Monty Williams, even though he has a bad track record of blowing some stuff in the playoffs. I just, I don't know. You someone need, who's been there. They just need a real coach. That's what I put down. Which is experience. Experience enough that the players respect him. I feel like the players didn't respect Missoula. Yeah, it really just did seem like they were like, okay, this, nothing's changing. Not not even that, but it's just like the players just, you call a timeout and the players would, you'd see it on the TV. Like, players would just talk and Missoula would like talk it. He, sometimes, you'd see like the mic'd up version where he's just saying, you guys are better than this. Yeah, And it's like, he never really, like, I feel like he never changed anything. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah, I just, I was. Wasn't it, wasn't there a game? It might've been against Miami where Marcus Smart put himself back in the game. Yeah, I think so. Like LeBron did that, but that's LeBron. That's LeBron. Marcus Smart's not doing that if Udoka's coaching. No. I, I mean, I. That you had said, so going back to our preseason predictions, I was one off. I said 55 wins, they won 56, but I thought they'd lose in the second round. 
I think you had them in the second round also, maybe even the first, but your whole reasoning was co- this coaching thing is a bigger deal because of how quick, yeah. how soon it started. And well, I was yeah, like, I... yeah, yeah. Not thinking a team that just went to the NBA finals that has two guys like Tatum and Brown and the way they played and just everything. I was like, maybe it shouldn't matter that much. I just didn't think it would matter that much. But now uh, you were completely right. That was the biggest factor of the season. Uh, if Udoka coached them this year, they're in the NBA Finals. Well, yeah, because they would play defense. And they're probably in it like last week. Yeah, everything would have been sped up quicker. The se- series wouldn't have gone as long as they did. Like the Hawks. Um, and I think that's the perfect reason to get off of Missoula. The thing you just said, like, Hey, we had to hire him. He had a, you know, what was it? Two weeks before. Yeah. It was something started. like that. Yeah. Um, he was in a bad situation, like you said, or a bad spot. So he's going to go back to being a bench coach. Monty Williams, uh, Vogel, whoever they can, there are big names out there that like can tell Marcus Smart, like sit down. Yeah, you know, well, even Grant Williams is walking over Missoula, and he looks like a hippopotamus. Tim, I don't know, I don't know if I could, I could share some pictures on our social media group. I don't know if you should be talking about anyone's <laughs> looks. All um, right, well. I guess my last thing I, you had a, you said you had a question. Do you want to yep. ask that question? Cause my podcast partner here is saying it might be time to wrap up. Yeah. All right. Rank from five to one who you'd like to see gone next year. And I'm going to give you, or what change you would like to see made. So I'm going to give you five people or well, four people in a position. Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Missoula, point guard, Jalen Brown. Okay. The last one, I know there's a crazy money thing involved, but the last one is Brown. That's so a he's, la- in- he's five. Five. Then I'd say point guard, because I think it's right there for you. I think it's Derek White. Then I would say... Uh, Grant Williams mainly because I put Grant Williams in there just because he's going to be a free agent, right? And I'm saying I'm putting him at three because I just really don't think he's back. And then I would say might be time to move off off of Marcus Smart too. And then I think the biggest thing is the coaching. Yeah, I had the same thing. I also think they're just going to resign Brown, but that. Um, sign and trade, trade proposal that the uh, Bill Simmons had wouldn't hate it to the Portland where they get Scoot Scoot? yeah, and um, they get another player like yeah, yeah. I I just think something has to change. The team has shown they can't win. Right. If you're running into the ceiling, like. 
I say to you all the time about certain things. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So sure. if that happens, if they're just like, no, we're close. We need to add one piece and we're back. And they're relying on shooting 40% from three again, saying they're super switchable on defense, but not being super switchable and not guarding every like position like that. Blowing games at the end, turnovers, crazy turnovers. Then, then there's, then like Brad Stevens has to go. If, no one's going to change all of that. Because imagine, so imagine if Danny Ainge had stayed. Well. Because who's the coach for? Everyone Utah? says the biggest thing is Will Hardy because he yeah. poached him because of how good he was. But they had a Udoka at that point. If the Udoka stuff had come out earlier, the Celtics would have been like, no, thanks. That's our next head coach. And that yeah. could be everything could be different. If they ran back like don't sign Grant, you know, obviously how would Brown ever turn down that kind of money? That's like no one's no one's doing that. And then unless he like Kyrie really would. wants to go to a different team and still make nearly that much money, but you know, they no Grant, they make a couple changes but they change the coach. It could be like holy shit, they kind of found themselves you know, coaching could have been that important. I think it was that important. The timeouts alone. Yeah. He started calling timeouts and, and, at the end of the season, and I was like, I'm actually pissed you changed. I would have rather just... No, the end of the series. Series, yeah. Well, same thing. Season and series. But what... Who do you think said something to him? Brad Stevens. He said, hey, you know you have seven? I, I think seven did, of these. I think there was just at some point, like, or the players were like, "You got to call a timeout if we're like out if of sync." To if the, three. If the rhythm is bad, just look what Spolstra did. The Celtics hit two back. Derek White maybe two back to back shots in the fourth quarter. The game was over. He called a timeout. I think it was the third quarter. Still, it was a third quarter, and it brought him within seven. No, there was another one where it was like, it was like, this is kind of silly to do this now, but he did it because he's like, no, they're losing focus. Like we have a big lead. So they're getting cocky and he called the timeout. I, so in the end, coaching, coaching is the main thing to change. And it's funny. I I think they might just run this entire operation back. I, I just don't think they will. The last thing I wrote down. So this, the Heat beat a one seed, beat the two seed, beat a five seed. Now they're going to play Denver. This was annoying as Celtics fans. But if in two weeks or less, we're sitting, we're texting each other like, so Denver won. And doesn't it make sense that the team that took their foot off the gas that locked up the the West really early in the season, has the best player in the world, and has crazy home court advantage, won the title. Doesn't that just make sense? Because honestly, I would not... Celtics win last night. I am like, well, that was cool. Now they're going to get waxed. 
Yeah, we could, but I don't know what to think of this Miami team. Yeah, yeah. They're shooting out of their minds right now. Yeah, I just... I don't think anybody will stop Jokic. Like, obviously, they play in the... Like, they're the 10 o'clock game a lot. Mm -hmm. But that series against the Lakers, I was able to watch a lot of them. Mm Mm-hmm. He is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And me and Jack did the podcast because uh, you were out. And that is a superstar. That is somebody. Right. He yeah, well, I mean, the... right now, he's the best player in the world right now. Okay, but Tatum got, he was the fourth for MVP. And Jokic was two. So they're supposed to be close. Yeah. They're in different uh, different galaxies. Well, you wonder. And what... I don't even know how many galaxies there are. Damn, I don't think there's a number. Well, he's in the far one. Tatum's in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, this sucks as Celtics fans the way it ended. But honestly, unless a fully healthy, fully clicking Bucks team went up against the Nuggets. I don't know of a situation where the Nuggets are... They're a buzzsaw. I mean, look what Jokic did to Anthony Davis, who's probably the best big man defender in basketball. It's just... I don't... I would have liked... Been off for a week. Nuggets just destroy the Celtics? You would have? Oh... I would have stayed up every night to watch the games oh, and watch Jokic. Tim, record them. Record them and watch them. Just like ignore stuff in the morning and watch them. But, but no, well, now you can just watch it and root for Jokic and be like, well, fuck the Heat because they beat the Celtics. And you don't have to worry about Jokic destroying the Celtics. Cause they would have destroyed the Celtics. Who? Who who do you put on him? I don't know. Uh, everybody? There would have been three people. Yeah. Standing I, on each other's as, shoulders. And as we've seen, they can't close out on shooters. So Yeah. Yeah. All Murray right. and Porter Jr. would have just had a field day. So just a programming note. This is you're probably not going to hear from me and Tim for a while. Um well, it's, ba- what, it's two baseball months? season. OTA startup? Yeah. Yeah, well, OTAs are happening now. Well, we'll probably do an end of the season basketball roundup. No, like the finals. Yeah, we could meet up again in a couple of weeks, but talk about something how wacky the Patriots, happens. Um, lost two OTAs. You got anything on that? Uh, apparently, yes, I do. And the culprit was Joe Judge yeah, spending well, spe- too much time at the facility with something, and it's special like teams. Get this man out of here. No, but it, it's a rat. There was the rat. Who's the rat? They don't know yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now my no, bullshit. it just so happened that uh, like an NFL PA guy was there that day and saw the schedule. And for some reason, the schedule said like the We're meeting time. The rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it had like the meet meetings 
and he looked at it and was like, "This is past, like this is past the four hour mark or something." Yeah, it was twenty five minutes. Like it was just like, un- it's stupid. But I guess a player yeah. complained. Oh really? Yeah, that's oh you know that's Boston Sports Radio for you. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, I didn't. You might need the whole jar. But um, I, I at first I was like, oh Jesus Christ, the shit just happens, huh? To the Patriots, and then I saw that like five teams this has happened to, and I'm like, all right, whatever. It's a stupid. You're only allowed to keep them for four hours. That's just that's kind of dumb. But I mean, it's their isn't it voluntary, and it's their job. It is their job, which is the strange part, because four hours is like, half a day. They also make millions of dollars. Yeah. All right, Tim. I'm tired. Oh. I'll see I guess you. We'll try again. Ne- try again next year. Yeah, and uh, you know we'll be football focused. I was thinking today, Tim. Just you know, for all our loyal listeners out there. We've been doing this for two and a half years. I'll really think on some of the on the intro, but it might be time to to retire the bit and just open the podcast a normal way. Do you want me to start saying stuff about you? No, I mean, well, no, because what do you got? <laughs> I got some stuff. All right, Tim. Well, just just to our loyal, loyal, loyal listeners out there, Sap and Murph. Um, just so yes. you know, we will, uh, what, I, maybe I'll come up with some good material in the, in the break here, but not getting much, not getting many Z's. So <laughs> Tim until football season, I'll see you later. See you later.